Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, January 23rd, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, after Newt Gingrich's big margin of victory in South Carolina, how long might the Republican primary fight drag on? And, and what are the chances that the fight will go all the way to the convention this August? Well, Kerry, clearly this is going to go on a lot longer than Mitt Romney had in mind. Uh, and it could go, uh, I think, well into the spring. Now, Newt Gingrich is not on the ballot in several uh, of the key states. And we're a long way from that, uh, you know, more than 1,000 delegates that uh, the winning um, uh, nominee would need to get. But the fact of the matter is that the loss that Romney had in South Carolina seems likely to affect his poll results to some degree in Florida, a state that's very different, uh, has a very different uh, makeup to it. Uh, And, of course, there are two debates between now and the Florida primary. Uh, But if Gingrich does very well in in Florida as well, uh, even if he doesn't necessarily come in first but comes in close, uh, then I think that that could point to to a very lengthy fight. So what does this mean for President Obama's strategy? Well, you couldn't quite hear champagne corks uh, popping uh, from uh, beyond the White House fence, but I think that they have to be extraordinarily happy uh, this morning. And the reason is that if you listen to all the charges flying back and forth uh, among Republicans yesterday, it was all about whether or not Mitt Romney would release enough tax returns, what exactly uh, Newt Gingrich was doing for um, Fannie Mae, It was all about uh, ethics charges that Gingrich had to face. It was about everything except the issues on which they want to run the campaign and run against Barack Obama. And the longer that Obama can keep that going, the less of that he needs to do. And, of course, the longer that these two candidates push each other to the right, the longer walk it's going to be back to the middle for the general election for whoever prevails. Let's look overseas for a moment. The EU foreign ministers have agreed to a formal oil embargo on Iran. Now, the U.S. has had one for years. What difference does this latest move make? The EU action was expected, but it does make life significantly more miserable for the Iranians. It's not that anybody expects that Iran will no longer be able to export oil, and I don't think the United States believes that it's going to be possible to bring that about. But what is happening is that it's getting difficult enough for Iran to export oil that it's going to have to begin to sell it at a discount. Anybody who's going to go through the risk of bringing oil in from Iran, anybody who's going to try to explain to the United States why they're violating the embargo or trying to deal with the Iranian central bank is going to demand a premium for that. And the idea here is to so reduce the revenues uh, going to the mullahs that it's going to begin to weaken their own hold on power. Now, whether or not that'll work, whether or not they'll respond by entering negotiations or instead by lashing out, no one knows. We're headed this week to the one-year anniversary of the Tahrir Square uprising in Egypt. Should we expect a return to the streets by protesters? Well, the protesters have made it clear that they do plan to return to the streets, but it's, it's interesting. When I was in Cairo uh, a week and a half ago, the army was already trying to organize their own protests 
in the square, basically to take over the protests so that the protests wouldn't be aimed at them. And so the question is, are there going to be protests and counter-protests? In other words, a protest against the military for continuing many of the practices that people got used to in the Mubarak regime. But it is pretty remarkable that we are only a year out, and life in Cairo seems to be returning to normal, and uh, they're beginning to take up real political life. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, Kerry. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Kerry Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM, WQXR.